Hi, this is Liz Calandrino, and welcome to Fired Up Success. You know, Albert Schweitzer once said, in everyone's life at some time, our inner fire goes out. It is then burst into flame by an encounter with another human being. We should all be thankful for those people who can rekindle that inner spirit. My passion is to connect people who will share their stories about how they rekindled their own spirits, and I know will spark fire in your life too. Good morning. Liz, Dr. Tom Denham. Hello, how are you? Good, good. Um, This is Liz Calandrino, and you are listening to my podcast, uh, WCAA 107.3 FM from Grand Street Community Arts. And this morning, I have as my guest, Dr. Tom Denham, who is a career counselor, motivational speaker. Uh, He's located in Albany, New York, and his company, Careers in Transition, and Tom and I today are going to talk about what all of us are wondering about is what am I going to do for a living? Is my job going to be there? And what do I do? And how will I get through this frustration? How's that, Tom? That sounds like an excellent and important topic. So let's start off with um, what do I do, Tom, if I am in the middle of a career. I don't know if I have a career. And, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you might help. Sure, sure. I've been a career counselor for going on 30 years. I have a private practice that I've been running full time for 15 years in Colony. And my process parallels the three stages of the career development process. And if anyone is listening, they should pull over their car, get a piece of paper, and write this down. I'm going to tell you all my secrets okay. right now. They're also, they're also on the first page of my website. Uh, there are three stages of the career development process, and they have to be done sequentially. The first stage is self-assessment. The second stage is career exploration. The third stage is action plan. And there's one question that goes with each stage. The self-assessment question is, who am I? The second question is, where am I going? And the last question is, how do I get there? So I think during this pandemic, people are, they're tired, they're confused, they're exhausted, they're anxious, they're depressed. The first thing people need to do is stop, which most of us have done, okay? And they're confused about where they're going and what is their next step. I'm going to encourage everyone to go back to the self-assessment stage and do some thinking about four things. What are your values? What are your interests? What are your personality traits? And what are your skills? I would have somebody write down five to 10 in each one of those areas. And then you would match that with career options. And then the second most important thing I'm going to tell you, in addition to this process, is there are three types of jobs. Write this down. Ideal, number one. Number two is backup, realistic job. And number three is safety survival job. So you need to come up with a list of three to five jobs in each one of those areas so you can have clarity. The purpose of the first two uh, stages is to get clarity. Most people right now don't have clarity. The last stage is the action plan, how to get there. So that's your resume, cover letter, LinkedIn, networking, job search strategies, interview skills. 
so that's the process, the framework that we're going to, and we're going to use that today as a framework to answer some of these other questions. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Um, so we could end the show right now. <laughs> I guess we could. If, if, if nobody gets anything out of the show, that's what I want them okay. to get. That's the concrete. Well, Tom, if I want to change my careers right now, because maybe my job has just disappeared as I know it, or maybe right. can you kind of like help me? So I say, this is what I've done for a living. Will you be able to help me think a little bit? Because one of the things you said that is very valuable is that we're confused and you and I spoke before this and that we're feeling an enormous amount of pressure, um, you know, not having a job, maybe not gotten any stimulus money. So like what's going to, and well, that was one question. The other one is what's going to get in my way through this whole thing, Tom? The number uh, I, I tell people there are num- there are many barriers on your way to changing your job or career. Please don't be one of them. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, after practicing all these years, I don't need to criticize my clients. They're very good at doing that themselves. I see. So, what yeah. now? What is it that I do that gets in my way that I shouldn't be doing, Tom? Well, can I can I answer that other question sure. of I'm I'm thinking about changing jobs and careers. Um, this is not a show. This is not an advertising show for my practice. But I am a career coach. I've been doing this a long time, and there is a process. Everything that I offer can be done online. It's very much like when you hire me. You're hiring a personal trainer. Okay. Look, look if you can, you know, lose weight and get in top shape without a personal trainer, that's great. But a lot of times people hire me because they've tried everything on their own and they need help. Okay. So what I do for people is uh, in the first appointment, which would be an hour and a half, I can do that remotely now, we would do some self-assessment. So again, I would be doing some inventories of your skills, values, interests, and personality traits. Okay. The way I do that is through career counseling, career testing, and a questionnaire. So it's very much like if you were working with me, we would, it's like taking a course. So you come to the first appointment or we do it through Skype and then you get these career tests, you take them home and they take forever to do. So just like taking a class, there's a lecture and then there's tons of homework. Okay. Okay. And then what we do is um, there are 22 career tests that I, that you would be asked to do. So this is very much like working a personal trainer. If it was easy, you could do it on your own. So this is an in-depth self-discovery deliberate process. After you do the career test, we would interpret them together and begin to clarify what are the ideal jobs, which are the jobs you're going to be the most satisfied with, also the most difficult to get. Number two, what are the backup or realistic jobs? which are easier to get, but less satisfying. And then what are the safety survival jobs, which are the easiest to get, but are the least satisfying. Okay. So it's very important. Then you have to think about your individual situation and where you are, where you are in the life cycle, where are you are financially and other factors, and then make the decision of what jobs you're going to go for. And then you work on your resume cover letter and LinkedIn. How, well, what's going to get in my way? The fact that I just won't do it or that um, I'm anxious about it or I just won't make a decision. 
Right. Well, it's interesting. You know, career counseling uh, sits on top of personal counseling. So if you're feeling anxious, demotivated, lazy, tired, depressed, you have self-limiting beliefs, you have a scarcity mentality, those are contributing factors that are going to sabotage the career issues. Okay, so I do need, I need to probably get some of that out of the way if I can during this time of right. COVID-19. How is that right. affecting uh, people that are coming to you? Yeah, well, just to answer the other question is, I encourage people to work with a personal counselor, therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, in addition to working with me. So I'm the... I'm the, uh, I'm the head coach of the dream team, but I need to work with specialists. I also encourage people to work with a financial planner to take an inventory of their financial situation. And I also do encourage people to use a personal trainer because I know how important exercise is as a stress buster. How do I make the most of my strengths, Tom? If I'm, if I'm answering the, all the things that you want me to fill out, I say all the things because it does sound like a lot of things. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. So it, it, the process typically can take five to seven weeks. Um, so if somebody wants to work with me that way, yes, it, it, it is a lot of work. I mean, if it was, if you could change job, if you could change careers and reinvent yourself uh, overnight, I would be out of business. It, this is very much like losing weight and getting in shape. It's not going to happen in a week and a half. However, Clients also work with me if they want to have a single session where they just want help with their resume and LinkedIn. That's, that's the equivalent of changing your oil. If I was a career mechanic, changing your job and career, that's more like a, uh, a new transmission. It's going to cost more money. It's going to take more time. So that's the way you have to look at things. Okay. So you do have a few short things that... I have some quickies. Some Absolutely. Quickies. So one would be uh, looking at my resume... Um, could you, do you have any quickies about how I could make my interviewing better? Or can you just give us a few tips on that? Sure. Let's, let's start with the resume. The resume, uh, many people don't update on an annual basis, which is going to be one of the career tips I'm going to offer. Uh, the other thing, the resume can be a self-assessment tool. Okay. So one thing I would encourage people to do because it's a concrete action item is to go to your most updated copy of your resume and revise it. If you want to work with me, fine. You want to have another professional look at it, fine. Somebody you may know in human resources, that's fine. But this requires adult supervision. So don't try to do it alone. All right. So um, when it comes to resumes, most resumes are going to be one page. Some career fields or experience would allow for a two-page resume. So if you're in the field of education, two-page resume, you're going to be a director of a nonprofit, that's going to be a two-page resume. If I'm going to go back and be a director of a career center, that's going to be two pages. Most of us are going to have one pages. And let me step back and say there are many, many different opinions about resume writing, and people can get very evangelical about their opinions. Like some people would say, time you can't use Times New Roman because of you know it, it's hard to read or whatever. Or somebody will say you always have to have a one-page resume. So I um, I get concerned when people use absolutes. The only absolute when it comes to resume writing is there are no absolutes. 
Well, you know, I've heard about things like a skills resume where you just list the skills. Then I hear about people saying, uh, no, you need to list the jobs that you have. Your experience is more important. Do you, do you have a, an opinion on that? Yes. Um, my clients are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So you that's why career counseling is very important because you have to listen to the client and figure out where they are in the life cycle, what their experience is, what their career field is. Uh, maybe somebody took two or three years off to take care of an elderly parent. Well, how do you do that? Is a skills-based resume going to be best for you? Or is the more popular chronological resume going to be best for you? So it, so, it really depends, you're saying, on it the just person really and depends. their life history. It just really depends. It's kind of like doing a home renovation project. I've got to go in and do an assessment before I can tell you what you need. Ah. Uh, so hello again, this is Liz Calandrino and I'm interviewing um, Tom Denham and he is a career counselor and motivational speaker. His company Careers in Transition. Uh, you can reach him by the way. I have his phone number. I think this is the, the one I called you on. Does that work? Yes. 518-366-8451. And I am at WCAA 107.3 FM, uh, Grand Street Community Arts Radio. Tom, what do I what do I think about during this time? That if I'm before I get to you, maybe yeah. can I do a little self assessment or homework that would absolutely make, would make it a better connection when I get to you? Right. It's. It's kind of like learning Spanish. It's like get a dictionary or go to use some YouTube videos before you hire a tutor. So I'm going to recommend two books. The first book is called What Color Is Your Parachute? It's something I've used in the past. It's, it's uh, got some exercises in it. It's a very popular book. The other book that I really, really like and I wish I had written is called I Don't Know What I Want, But I Know It. I know it's not this. I don't know what I want, but I know it's not this. And it's written by Julie Jansen. One of the reasons why I like this book so much is because it parallels the three stages of the career development process and there are exercises in it. So when you say, what is the best use of my time? The, the best use of your time before you come to me is to start journaling and have no editing when it comes to the journaling, like just random thoughts, you know, about, about your career, about your future, about how you're feeling. And that, that can be helpful. I mean, you can edit it in, in terms of areas. Maybe you write down, okay, I'm going to write down all my, my weaknesses. I'm going to write down all my strengths. That's actually, if somebody sent that to me, that's good data. The purpose of self-assessment is give me data. The resumes data, the career test is data, the career development questionnaire that I offer, that's data. And it's very much like I'm a career doctor. I can't make an adequate diagnosis until I get the blood work done. If you don't want to do the blood work, I'm going to misdiagnose you and, and nine times out of 10, I'm going to get blamed for it. So I could do some journaling, write down what I, what's interesting to me, what I'm thinking about, uh, what I'm feeling. Is that is that? What you're saying? Right. 
right? You know, take a, take a, take stock of where you are in the life cycle. If I have a client that's in his twenties, that's very different than somebody who's in his fifties, who's married, who has 2.3 kids, who has a mortgage, two cars, and has lost his job, who's got $5,000 worth of credit card uh, debt and two kids that are going to go to college in two years. So you have to do an inventory of where you are in the process. If you're 20 years old and you're living at home with your folks, you know, moving forward out of this crisis, you have a completely different set of circumstances. And that's why self-assessment is so important. I mean, if somebody came to me and they said, I need a job and I said, oh, you should go into nanotechnology because you can make $80,000. That may be completely a mismatch with their values, interests, personality traits and skills. Networking seems to me to be also very important. I have, I have a feeling only based on my connection with my clients that as much as they say, yes, they need people and they're good at networking, I think most people are pretty terrible at that. You know, Liz, you and I are in the business community, <laughs> so we're pretty skilled at it because we have to do it all the time. And the, the, my point is networking is a learned skill. Okay. And if you look at the career books and literature out there, it has been uh, pointed out on more than one occasion that networking is the number one job search strategy. So now we've got a problem because we've got this pandemic on and it's not like you can reach out to one of your networking contacts, have coffee with them, sit you know, together uh, for an hour and hash this out. We've got to do everything virtually. Well, fortunately, we've got Zoom. So we could be doing this stuff now and then we could pull the trigger when things start to open up. So I, one of my messages to everyone is do a little bit of career development each day. If the only thing you do today is buy that book on Amazon, you've done something. Tomorrow you add two or three connections to LinkedIn. The next day you revise your resume a little bit. So it, as long as you're doing little things, um, you will want to do more things. The other thing is when you are, there's a thing called a micro goal, which is what is the smallest thing I could do that it would be impossible to fail? I like running. The most difficult part of running for me <laughs> is putting on my sneakers. Because once I put on the sneakers, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. And somebody say, wow, that, that, you know, there's some kind of psychological thing going on. There's a barrier that I'm like, I don't want to put on my sneakers. So I'm going to encourage people incremental goals every single day. You know, you made it the year earlier. We were talking about people who are getting in their own way. And you just kind of brought that up again, that if this is the part that you need to fix, I'm talking to our listeners, you need to get that out of the way because that's not, you know, Tom is there to, get you moving. He's not there to solve your problems about your defiance and why you won't put your sneakers on to get out and run. I mean, right? Well, I mean, I do a lot of pulling back the barriers uh, and identifying what are the obstacles. Uh, most clients are only with me a short time and a lot of these barriers happened <laughs> before they came into my office. So that's why a counselor or a therapist can be so helpful. The other thing that is very helpful is for clients to create what I call a dream team. 
this would be a group of people, and you want to write this down, type it up, people you can go to for various needs. If you need an emotional support, who would you go to? If you need professional support, who would you go to? If you have a networking contact, who would you go to? You know, somebody on my dream team is my CPA. Uh, I didn't get my stimulus check last week. And before I start contacting the government, I'm going to go to my CPA, who's smarter than I am, who's going to help me with this problem. So the, uh, another point I want to make is all your problems can be solved with people. Okay, you just have to ask. That's probably one of the most important things. I, in my industry, which is floor coverings, we have a foundation. And that foundation is, is available to people who are going through trying times, whether mm -hmm. it be health, whether it be job loss or whatever. And I reached out to somebody the other day who had written something about needing an operation. And I said, you... Can re you can talk to these people. There's a, like a one-page ask, and then it's longer. But it's only one page. They'll tell you whether or not you should continue. And I think that most people don't want to. Uh, reaching out somehow is not okay. And even and this time, we've got to reach out. It, you know, when when if you if you know of somebody that said, "I need help." Nine times out of ten, people will just drop what they're doing and help you. But it does take some humility to say, I just can't fix this. I need help. Uh, but when you ask for help, you have to be specific with your help. My daughter right now is looking for a summer internship. She's a yeah. neuroscience student. So I posted her resume on my Facebook page, and I was very clear. I said, I need help. Those are the first three words I said. And then I was very specific. I said, my daughter, Rachel Denham is looking for a summer internship. Do you know of somebody, do you know of somebody that can help? So that's it. So I need help. My daughter needs help. This is her background. Can, do you know of somebody that can help, which is called at the ask I'm asking for a networking contact and all these people chimed in and I have at least a half dozen people that I can uh, put my daughter in touch with that may help. Asking is probably the most difficult part. Asking. Even coming to you, even coming to you could be difficult. Well, you know, what's, right? what's interesting is people hear me on the radio or know about me. The most difficult part of the career development process is emailing me. And then uh, people will say, I need to change my career. They'll send me an email. They won't send me their name or anything else. And then I reach back to them. I have to get them on the phone. Then I get them on the phone. Then they have to make an appointment and then they have to keep the appointment. So there, each one of these is a barrier to success. I mean, if I email somebody back and then they don't get back to me, that they've, they've sabotaged themselves. Or I call them and then they don't respond to my phone call, they sabotage themselves. Or if we have this conversation, we have, an, we have a date and then they cancel at the last minute because they're afraid or I'm going to judge them for some reason. Um, that's a sabotage. So we have to be very careful. Sometimes this is on a conscious level. Sometimes it's on a subconscious level. So let's go back and wrap this up. We have about four more minutes. Let's go back. You define the top three. Uh, the, I think it was the top three things the way you work. 
and um, the kind of things people could do before they get to you that would make your job a lot easier and not only make it easier, but one thing you said I think is critical is that I have to have some sense about who I am and what I want. No, no, I'm not gonna no, be no, you, right. I'm, no, you don't need that. You need to, I don't need no, that. You need to, you need to pick up the phone and call me. Oh, right. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I was, I was going back to the part about putting on the sneakers that you mentioned because I know that's the hardest part is that I do want to go to the gym. But I first have to get in the car or whatever that is. So uh, I like I like when you mentioned that we could do a little before we come to you, uh, we could do a little journaling. Uh, we could get the resume. Why don't you go ahead and read? Well, you know, what's what's do. interesting is, yes, you can buy that book. Yes, you can watch some YouTube videos. Yes, you could read my articles. Yes, you could do some journaling. That's great. You don't have to do any of that. You just have to have the balls to call me on the phone and say, Dr. Tom, I'm throwing myself at your mercy. Can I see you next week? That's it. Okay, so the hardest part is calling <laughs> the you. The hardest part is calling me. <laughs> calling me. Oh, my gosh. So are you busy? I bet you're busy Well, you know what? Uh, I'm in a holding pattern because my, my clients are in a holding pattern. We, people are not ready to make decisions right now because really what they're interested in right now is buying food. Okay. So when you're thinking about, Oh, I want to, I want, you know, I'm thinking about what my ideal career is. A lot of people are like, I can't even think like that because I need toilet paper or I need food or in two weeks, the meat supply is going to run out because we're closing meat packaging places. So, but once we get the green light to open, yes, things will p pick up. So a lot of people are, are, are kind of in running in place. You know, I get that. The thing is, though, that people who are looking to do something when this o is over, like most of us are, we do need to start before everybody else is out there because then we've got a lot more competition out there for the same the things that we might want so we do kind of have to get a jump on it if liz you're you're being logical and I, okay. I want you to stop because this is an emotional issue and emotion always trumps logic so people are confused they're anxious and that's why people will postpone these action items So I guess that uh, logical is not going to win out in this no, one. No, it's not. I mean, I, I mean, a classic example is the toilet paper hoarders. I mean, no one needs, you know, seven dozen rolls of toilet paper. That is a herd. That is a panic mentality. That is not logical. That is not rational. That is completely emotional. So it's, it's very important. Number one, not to do this alone. Get somebody who's a therapist or somebody that you can talk to. Uh, try to do incremental items. Get the book. Start reading it. If you're reading 10 pages a day, that's more than you were doing last week. If you get a LinkedIn profile and add three connections, that's more than you had last week. Don't worry about having this all solved. Focus on progress, not perfection. Okay. If you, if you update 
a quarter of your resume today, that's better than you did yesterday. That's the way you have to think about things. Yeah, I want to underscore your thing about progress, not a per, um, uh, what did you progress, not progress, perfection. Not, yeah, because perfection gets in the way of, of getting things done. So let's, I think we can just have our, you like you're in a holding pattern. If you need food and toilet paper and all these things, we need to get those out of the way. And if you can think a little logically, right. you might want to make a few journal entries, get the book. Um, get your dream team together so you have people to right. call and put Tom on your list if you you want to get really yeah, out there absolutely. and make some you changes. You don't have right? to do this alone. Some There are plenty of people who are successful who have done this on, on their own, but it's so much easier, better if you're collaborating with somebody. This is, this is like career Olympics. You could probably get to the Olympics on your own. Most people don't. That's it. Wow. That, that, no. I like that one. That's the best. So I uh, want to let you know, I've been speaking to Dr. Tom Denham. You can reach him, by the way, uh, and your website will be on the, when I, when I do, when I write this, there'll be your website, yes. Tom, so people can find you, plus your phone number of 518 so, Tom, thank you yeah, so Liz, much. Thank, thank you for, for having me. And I'm just thinking about people who are making career transitions, and there are better days coming. Uh, again, my website is careersintransitionllc.com. I always do a free 20-minute pro bono phone consultation, whether you want to work with me or not. Uh, so just know that better days are coming. Do incremental progress and reach out to your dream team. And remember that you're available for that team. Part, yeah, um, I'm part of the team. I'm not. Right, you're that even just that 20 minute call might be enough to get me moving forward. Right, I've had people call me and do the 20 minute phone consultation. They're like, I don't have enough money to pay you, or I'm not ready right now. And then three months later, they send me an email and they they were inspired by it and are moving ahead. You know, I didn't make a dime, but I don't really care. I want people to have healthy, productive career lives. Well, thank you thank so you, very much. Thank you, Liz. Thank you for having me. This was great. You're very welcome. Bye-bye.